Okay, today's stuff is Daf Tet Vav, and we continue learning about the various oils and the like that you can or cannot use, or actually you cannot use for lighting Shabbos um, lamps. Let's call it that. But, and the next one is Lo B'Shem and Kik. What's Lo B'Shem and Kik? Rabbi Yose B'Shem Rabbi that's Kisusa, which is cottonseed, so cottonseed oil. So Rabbi Yona, however, says, Rabbi, said the Rabbi Zira said in the name B'Shem Rabbi Yehuda, that's Ofu, Kik, Ushmo Kik. It's some sort of oil that's extracted or uh, taken from this bird that's referred to as a kick. So Tani Rabbi Shmuel, as we've seen a bright, the what? Rabbi Shmuel said, the etta kaat, which is one of the non-kosher birds. What's a kaat? That is this kick. What is a kick? I don't know. But let's get into it. Shem and Sreifa. Now, we, this is going to lead, dominate the, the rest of our discussion. Now, Shem and Sreifa itself is, as we said, tuma oil. Okay? Um, t- but there was truma, tuma, tuma, truma oil. And normally, the real called Shem and Sreifa, it's the only thing a Kohen can do with it. He can't eat it because he's not allowed to eat the truma that's tamer, but he can just burn it. And that's one of the things we can't use for our Shabbos candles. So Amr Avchisa, the question is why? So we say, mm-hmm. Now the Havamina now, it's important to understand, is it's not the light, the fact that you're not allowed to light this candle, this Truma, the Tmea, on Erev Shabbos, such that it burns through Shabbos, seems to suggest that there's an Isur of Truma, Tamer oil burning on Shabbos itself. The fact that it's burning on Shabbos. Okay? And we soon learn from this, if you've got a Madurat Kodshim, you're not allowed to light at such the Psule Kodshim are also burning off during the Shabbos of itself. Okay? Now, the, the, okay, that's, that's point number one. So the understanding here is, is it's not the lighting of it, it's the fact that it's burning. So trauma and Kodshim, one, we learn there, we're aligning the two together. Psule Kodshim and also Trumatmeya. Now the Havamina is, why is it you cannot do that? I mean, other you can't have a burning through. The Havamina now, again, this feeling in based on the explanation of Chaim, is that because it's a mitzvah to burn it, you're scared you might shemayata when it comes to Truma oil or the Kodshim, you, it's Psule Kodshim, it's a mitzvah to burn it, you might start stoking the fire to making sure it burns. So in other words, once again, since it's a mitzvah to get rid of these things, either truma oil or the, I mean, tamet truma oil, or the, or the kochin, the psalim, um, it's a mitzvah to get rid of it. We don't want it to burn into Shabbos and continue going in Shabbos or, uh, because we're scared you're going to start stoking the fire and try to burn it. But then we said, one second, and if you remember, we saw last year that there's a distinction between lighting fires in the Beit HaMoked and Beit HaMikdash and outside. We said outside the Beit we're very we're concerned that people might start playing with the fire and stoking it. But in the Beit HaMoked, in the Beit HaMikdash, in the place where the Kohenim um, would sleep prior to the day they're doing their Voda, where they'd warm their feet up by this fire, that that all you have to give a little spark. Now, if all you have to give is a little spark to get going, that is because we say Kohenim Zrizim Hem. There's no reason to make a Gezeira. So if you say the whole reason why the korbanot, the psule kochim, can't burn during Shabbos is because of exera shema, shema you might start stoking. But we see we don't have to apply that in the base of Mikdash Kohenim as risen it. So that can't be the reason. The reason is, in other words, again, the reason what we thought you can't be burning into Shabbos is because it's a mitzvah to, because it's a mitzvah to burn it, we're scared you're going to stoke it. But that would equal apply to Kodshim. But you see, in the base of Mikdash, we don't apply those Xera, just like as you can see, we can start this little fire in the Beit HaMoked. And we're much more lenient than outside the base of Mikdash. So we say no different. There's a whole different thing altogether. So Amrav Yossi Beshab, it says, Beshabat Ktiv lo malacha. Meaning on Shabbos, you're not allowed to do malacha normally. When it comes to normal malacha. So that's why you could normally light a fire, Shabbos candles, before Shabbos, even though it's burning, because you're not, it's, it's what's called Nasitim Me'aleah. 
And the burning into Shabbos is not a problem because it's burning on its own. Now the hacha, when it comes to psule kodshim, we say amra kodshim Shabbos. But it comes to psule kodshim, you're not allowed to have them burn on Shabbos or yontov kavach on Shabbos. Now the question, where is that? Or machamit lo marchen? How do you? Where do you see this? It says lo totir mimenu ad boker vanhamim boker ad boker be'eshdis rofu. Now, this is referring to the Korban Pesach. So, Korban Pesach, you're not allowed to ever, ever, leave anything to the morning. That's the of itself. Okay? Because the Korban Pesach, you've only got the night to consume it. We hit two tap to chatzot, but that's a Korban Pesach. Now, the next morning is, so by definition, the next morning will be not tar. You can't eat from it. Now, what happens normally to a Korban that's not tar? You've got to burn it straight away. But it doesn't, the Torah doesn't say you burn it that morning. It says, uh, it says, uh, it says Boker twice. Meaning, uh, I'll just read the pasuk again. You've got to wait till the day after first. Okay, so you see quite clearly here that it can't be burnt, if you like, or can't be burning burnt on the yontav itself, because the Torah says go to the next day. Ah, now this continuation again, based on Reb Chaim. A lot of what we're learning today is. I'm every, obviously everything doesn't reclaim like I always say, but a lot of things there's differences in terms of nuances in the Gemara. But again, I'm just going to explain. Rebchain says, what, but still I got a question. I might you see that you can when the Torah says you've got to do it to the next morning, Mashma, what we see that you that you also can't burn it that night, can you? Meaning Motzayontov, it's till the next morning. So you may think that the reason we have to wait till the next day is not because you can't burn it on Yontov, because if the only reason was you can't burn it on Yontov, then burn it on So he says, no. That's why we need this next Pasuk. When it comes to Notar, Notar from a Korban Shlamim during the rest of the week, a Korban Shlamim, you have a day, night and day to consume it. If you don't do that, if you don't consume the Korban Shlamim, then it becomes what's called Notar. But it still says you can't burn it that night. You have to wait till the next day. It says So that that so therefore we what we learn from other pasuk is that you're not allowed to burn a psuled kodshim at night time. Oh, okay. Now I can understand. So that helps us understand the previous stage. The reason when the Torah says you can't burn the korban pesach on yontav itself. And you also, that's because you're not allowed to burn Kochim on, uh, on, on, Kochim on Yontif. You can't wait. To, you can't wait. So why do you immediately on Motsa Yontif? Oh, there's a different problem. You can't burn Solid Kochim at night. Bichlal. Ah, that's why the Torah says it's the next day. And that's how you can learn clearly that the reason why on Yontif you can't burn it is Mamash that you can't burn Kochim on Yontif. Okay. So again, the first, um, the first uh, way of reading this sugya, there seems to be a special din that you cannot have um, these, uh, you cannot have trumatzmea, if you like, burning through Shabbos. No, we're talking about lighting, obviously, Shabbos, but it's burning can't occur. It's not like a malacha. Malacha is the ac- action of the, triggering it, but here the burning you can't. That's the first way of understanding the sugya, which might be different to what you've learned, but you'll see in a minute. Okay. Oh, what about the case of chametz? Now, here we're obviously we're talking about where Erev Pesach is chaliot b'shabbat, and therefore, you have to burn the, the Yochametz prior to Shabbat. And that's why technically you could have Yochametz burning from Erev Shabbos into Shabbos, because it's not Asumashum Chametz yet. So the question is, can I do that as well? Can I have my Chametz burning through according to this understanding? 
Because as we said, if it's like psulei mikodshim and all these other, or you know, there's a mitzvah to burn and things like that, you might think that it's like psulei kodshim, like notar and things like that, and therefore um, I can't have it going through. So it says, well, it depends. Because there's a machloket of how, what we're meant to do with our, um, sorry, what we're meant to do with our chametz. Is mitzvah to burn it? or any manner of getting disposing of it. I can flush it down the toilet, I can do all these other things. Rabbi Yehuda learns it from Nota. And, and he says, therefore, it has to be burnt. Chachamim, however, they say, you can do anything with it. Right? Any manner of, of disposing of it. So it says as follows. So, or, or not disposing, but removing it from the world. So, so it says, Mandi alatmi Notar, Rabbi Yehuda, that learns that the din of burning chametz from Notar, would be asur. Because just as Notar, you can't have a burning during Shabbos, so too, if the din of burning of chametz is learned from notar, you can't have it burning through Shabbos. Okay? Uman de loyal if nami notar, the mean chachamim that don't learn it, then it's a din of bifne more. And again, it's not a, you have to remember, the whole sugya, it was only the haver minutes because it's a mitzvah to burn it, we're scared you're going to, you're going to, you're going to chotzer. But this, we, we rejected that as being the basis. It was because it was a special din of notar, you can't have kotrim burning. So that's the reason why you can have trumat me burning through, if you like, burning through Shabbos. Um, but that wouldn't apply to Hamid because we said you didn't learn it from Notar. It's not like Kodshim, it's not like Truma to me. Okay, fine. Now, Rav Acha, however, understands it differently. He says, Rav Acha Beshem Chista. Now, what you have to do when it says Zotomeret, you have to appreciate the next Mishnah is Halacha, it's, it's on the, yeah, the next stuff, actually. It says, uh, just as we're bridging over to Amod Alecham Bet, it says, Ein Madlikin Beshem and Strefer Beyontav. Okay. Which means you're not allowed to light Shemen Srefa on Yontav. So he understands the issue is lighting it on Yontav. But if it's lit before Yontav and runs into Yontav, it's not a problem. So that's different to what we said before. Different assumptions. Beginning with saying it's burning during Shabbos, Yontav is bad. No, we're saying no, it's only the lighting. So he says, that's why it says Zoto Merit. This must seem to suggest. So based on the Mishnah, we, the, the coming Mishnah, it's, you could say for the world of Kochim, it's the same thing. The issue is simply what? Light, igniting it on Yontav and not prior to Yontav. And therefore, it'd be the same thing of Psule Kochim as well. There'd be no problem if you light it before Yontav and it's burning through Yontav. So he's cholek on the whole drush we just saw before. Okay. Now, the Hatanina, but one second. Now he changed it a little bit, the Reb Chaim changes it, because now he brings it our Mishnah when it says, the law Beshemen Srefa. You're not allowed to light your Shabbos candles with Shemen Srefa. And when are you doing the lighting in our Mishnah? You're doing the lighting on Erev Shabbos. So it sounds like the way we see in the beginning of the Sugya, the problem is it burning through Shabbos. The fact that it's burning on Shabbos. And you've just said the issue is not that. The issue is only the lighting on, it, say, Yontav. So he says, um, the reason for that is we make Xera. All Shabbos says you can't do that. Out of concern of Yontav that coincides with Erev Shabbos. Meaning if we light people, let people light their Shabbos candles with Shemen Sreifa for Shabbos during the week, during the year, then it might be a time where Yontav goes into Shabbos and you think, I did last week, I'm going to do it this week, and not realize there's an Isra, there's a problem of burning your Shemen Sreifa on Yontav. When I say Isra, I'll explain this in, in following. Because it's really, there's no problem of burning Truma, <coughs> pardon me, of, of Sofim. Oh, a quinter of Chaim this is. We'll learn about this maybe the next year. It says, The time of Mishum, the answer of him, Kodshim, Yontav, Vagazrin, Hashem, and Truma, Atu Kodshim. 
which is, in other words, what's the problem? What, what is the problem of burning a shemen strafer yontav? No, it's it's because it's so similar. Since it's kadosh, it's so similar to korbanot. If you can burn shemen strafer on yontav, people think you can burn sule kodshim on thing as well. But it's interesting. I've got a mission in my article I might share in the group that there actually there is a svara. The Tosfat asks this question, and and he brings a name of the riva. I think it is um, that. No, there is a problem with burning shemen strafer on Yontov because it's considered, could be considered Tzorach Gavua. Because when I'm burning shemen strafer, since the Ikar, it's, yes, I can get Hana'af from it. It's not like, it's not like burning Psalai Kodshim. I can, I can benefit from the light. But the Ikar Kavana is that I've got a mitzvah to get rid of my shem, my, my truma. So therefore it's not considered Tzorach Atzmo as, as its root, even though you can get side benefits as it's burning, it's considered Tzorach Gavua. And on Yontov, the only burning you're allowed to do is, as we said, really things that are oh, think for your benefit, and not Lotzorach Gavoah. So therefore, there, I, my point of taking that tangent, I probably went, to, went too far on this tangent, but it was to say that there, Rebchaim says it's, put, the problem burning Shem and Tzorifah onto is Xera, but there are a shit that say because it's something you're not allowed to do Bichlal um, on Yontav, not Mishum Xera. Anyway, fine. That's all, I'll share that with you in the group. Maybe. Let's continue. Now the Gemara asks, one second, so if you say in the next Mishnah, when it says, right, mashma, I mean, you're not allowed to light it on the night, but if you lit it beforehand, it'd be okay. This is a second way of understanding it. Then second, why, why are you saying Mishum, you not, you can't burn Kodshim in Yontav? Why don't you simply say, Mishum ain Sofrim Kodshim Balayla? We've already learned before, you're not allowed to burn Pesulei Kodshim at nighttime. Okay, that's the reason, not because you're not allowed to burn psule Sorry, yeah, not allowed to burn psule kodshim on yontav. Sorry, Rav Chaim just made that clear. I'm not sure if it was. He says uh, Tebukle, because Yontav is asked to do so, Tebukle, because in general, Asu Mishum Laila, because at nighttime, not because it's Yontav, it's because at nighttime you're not allowed to burn it. Daha Insufim Kodshim Balayla Bichlal, no matter any day of the week. It's not because it's Yontav, it's because at nighttime you're allowed to burn it. You know, there's again, that mission where it says, Insufim Shemet Srefa Beyontav, and if you said that mission is talking about specifically Mishachashecha, you don't have to add the words Beyontav. You could have simply said, En Malakin Beshemet Srefa at nighttime. Bichlal, in general, because in, in, you're not allowed to burn Kodshim at night. So Amr Rabbi Yochan, Rabbi Yochan says, Yardula, the Shittat Rabbi Shmal. No, the Shittat Rabbi Shmal, meaning, Kamad Rabbi Shmal says, Tinok She'avar, or Iver, Zmanot. Just as we learn by when it comes to a baby. And again, a Brit Milah has been formed on the eighth day, that's Bizmanot. And the mitzvah is to do it in the morning. However, if you've gone past the Zman, meaning for some reason the, the bris was delayed, 10th, 11th, or a month later, whatever it is. Then we say, Ben Bayom Ben Balayla. He says, Shir Rabbi Shmuel, that you can, you can, bris could be even done at nighttime. Why? So, so because, again, the mitzvah is to do it in the day, meaning on the eighth day, that's the Zman, but beyond that time, there's no restriction day or night. So, Kach Avar Zmana, so to here, if, 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 once you var Zmana, Nisrefa Beyom Balayla. So, my Lechal Shemen Srefa Shivar Zmana. So, what do you mean, Iveris Mana? How do you assess what Iveris Mana for Shem and Sreifer is? And we say, Rabbi Yehuda ben Pazi says, Mikhevan shin met kimish Iveris Mana. Meaning, as soon as it begins Tameh, it's already Iveris Mana. You should have burned it immediately. Okay? So therefore, it, the issue of burning it at night, there is no, it doesn't relate to the issue of burning Pesulei Kodshim at night, because it's Ki'ilu Iveris Mana. It's as if it was not tar five days later. 
then there's no there's no problem of doing it nighttime or daytime. So there too, the, therefore, the only reason in that Mishnah coming up of burning Shemen Shreifa on Yontav at night is because of its Yontav, meaning and you can't burn Sulei Kodshim uh, yeah, on Yontav. Okay, let's continue. Now we uh, talk about Brismil. We get it. We sort of take the discussion a bit in a different direction. It says, Tani means even even if it's ninth, tenth day, Brit Mila. How do we know it's always a daytime? Tambalama Ubayom. Because the Torah says Ubayom. It has to be in the day. So Amalei Rabbi Yochanan, Vyesh Kanzu. Okay, that's very nice. All you prove to me is on the eighth day that's been during the day. But it doesn't prove anything to me that on the tenth day it also has to be in the day. Maybe Kevan Shevaz Mano. You can uh, you can even do it at night time. Okay, next. Kol Machayev Tzfilot Tovlim Kedarkam Biyom Chutz Minida Biyoledet Sheino Tovela Ela Belaila. Now this is important. Then now normally when someone has to keep say a zav or a zav, it has to keep shiva nikiim. They can already tovel on the seventh day, meaning on the seventh day itself. However, for a nida, nida doraita we're talking about, a nida doraita, she only has to sofer. She doesn't have to count nikiyim. She has to count seven days. So you have to count full seven days, and then she toivel at nighttime. So just to remember what the difference between, again, don't confuse with halach lamaisa, but the difference between a nida and a zava is literally the timing when she sees dumb during her during the month. If it's in the say, first seven days normal time, then she's a nida. One side he makes her a, a, a nida. And she, um, and she's, even if it doesn't matter if she's bleeding or not, for seven days long, she stops bleeding after the seven days, she can go to mikvah. But importantly, we're saying uh, once the seven days are finished, only, uh, have to wait the full seven days in that night time. As Zava is if a woman sees in 11, within 11 days after three days of dumb, so not the right time, then she has to keep Shemenikim. In that situation, on, on the seventh day, she can effectively immerse in a mikvah. Okay. So that can be beyond. Now, what happens? Nida mana. So again, this is you can see what the connection is to the previous case of of um, of, of um, Brimila. A nida that has passed seven days. If she's a barzmana, she can now tovel bein bayom bein balayla, be a day or night. Okay. Now the Gemara says nida shavazmana tovel bein balayla. So darsha, so darsha rebchia baraba lutzorai nida shavazmana tovel bein bayom balayla. It can be done both either day or night. However, Taman Amrin, we said they said there the what? Afilu Avar. Even if she um she was over the, past this month, so she didn't go to Mikvah on the on the on the night, like after the seven days, we say Afilu Avar Zman. She still has to toivel during the, only at night time. Why? Because this is what happened. Her relatives, her mother-in-law, her daughter-in-law, might know necessarily when she's going to mikvah. Okay, they might know, and they'll see her going during the day, and they might think, "Oh, she's <laughs> like she's going to mikvah too early." Okay, and not realize that it's kivan shavar, it's avaras mana. So therefore, they said, you know, so that there's no or not pasnish. They might not, they might actually come to understanding correctly that oh, Anita can go during the mikvah on the day of the seventh, or during the seventh day itself. So therefore. Um, they said, um, therefore, according to the what they said, Taman, I mean, they're presumably Bavil, that no matter what, um, it is, uh, she cannot, um, it's, it's, the filler of uh, Nida is always at night time. Okay? Net says, Aisha Chat Misharabotenu, Rauota Tobela Kedarka, beyond. There was a, a wife of one of the Chachamim that they saw, she was seen immersing during the daytime. So they said, No, ma'am, or Veret Zman Haita. 
Well, now, different ways to read these words, but Rechaim says it was quite clear. It must be she was beyond that normal time. She'd been more than seven days. Mikvah is like been eight, nine day, days, whatever. And that's why she was made able to go during the day. Now, next question. Nida tavla. What about Nida that got pushed into the river off a bridge? That's what Ne'ensa means. And therefore happened to be total. Okay. Shammai B'Shem Rav says, Tahora Leveta. She's mutar to her husband, however, but she's now still considered tamet for the laws of Tumantara. So this is important because when it comes to Ishta Nida, there are two important dinim. One that we're familiar with nowadays, another one that's uh, really the times of Tumantara. One is she's not allowed to have relations with her husband unless she immerses in the mikvah. And the other din is she's actually a source of Tumah unless she immerses. Now what happens is, is she fell into the into this river off the bridge. Assuming all the din of Chatzis is not a problem somehow. But she fell off. And she didn't have kavana to do immersion. Okay? So the question is, um, does it work or not? So the point is, for a ba'ala, le beta, to have relations with the husband, it's not a problem because you don't need kavana for tahara for that. However, the, 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 however, according to the first opinion, because you need to have a, um, a, a kavana, if you like. You need dat in the tefillah. Okay? Uh, it's a mala for tarot. You have to have kavana amatari myself to, uh, for tumantara. Now, Rebelazar, the Shem Rabbin, he says, no, tmea ben la beta ben la tara. He says it makes no difference. Even for a husband, should be tmea. Um, she, in other words, even for merchant, for just for, for, for relations purposes, you need kavana la tara. Now, the question is, umay taima. Again, Yushalmi, whenever it's my time, it says, what's the pasuk? What's the source of, for tumantara? You need kavana. It this is referring here to a clothes, a garment that's affected by sarat, and it becomes tamet. Now, when they met, when it comes to tarot, they would immerse it in a mikvah, then an immersion would happen twice. And when it says, why did it say shenit here? It says, it connects to the first tvila, and that first tvila was ladat. Well, okay, how do the first one was ladat? So it says, because it says, meaning the, the Koran commanded him and he immersed it, almost like to immerse it, if you like. And that seems to suggest that it's a mamash, that is ladat. It has to be intentional for that purpose. Okay. So from here, we learn that all immersion for tahara, from the Pasuk, is not just a maila, I'm not sure why it's a maila, maybe it's a here, but anyway, but all, all, um, all immersion for to, to, for, to get out of Tuma Tatara has to be Ladad. Okay. Then Chami Rabban Maktam in the Ibura. And that's, it's uh, interesting here what this means. Again, you've got Plemor Shakromaneda, Reb Chaim explains it all very differently. But it says, Reb Chaim says, it says, also, we see the Rabbanim would Maktim a, uh, their, uh, a woman who was past the seven days of Nida to immerse during the day. Okay. So the question is, uh, what, what's the rationale for that? Rab Nachman Meshem Ramana says, Mitzvah Lakti Makadeh Lezerez the Mitzvahs. Okay, it's because it's a mitzvah like din, like Zuzim making the mitzvahs, you know, trying to do earliest opportunity, uh, or, or like the way way of Pnei Moshe explains it. In other words, we're concerned if they keep on delaying it, other things might happen at night, at night time to be uh, to as, uh, that would uh, be some sort of honest that would cause a delay another day. Okay, if you want to see something completely different, um, this is I'll, I'll show you the the carbonator just so because uh, I like seeing this sometimes in your when you see such radical different ways of understanding. Not that's radical, but very, very different ways of looking at the words. It says, what does it mean? Mitzvah laktim, laktim kelezerez, pechen chamyam b'sharabana maktim l'irbura. So he switches the words around. He says, v'hachi pirushol, mitzvah laktim l'aglik n'ashor shabbos mibed yom. He's talking, l'haktim is talking about lighting shabbos candles. It's a mitzvah to light your shabbos candles early. 
כדי לזרז עצמו למצווה שבס, so that he prepares himself to go into מצווה שבס better, and he's eager to go into the שבס, וכן רואים, as you see by the Rabbanan, that what? מקדימים עצמם כשאולים לדיבור שנה, that they would go early, just like you go into שבס early, they would go early to when they did דיבור שנה, where they were trying to work out, when they were calculating, estimating whether they need to add an adar, adarish and adashini, דיבור שנה. That's לזרז. So again, that's a very different way of saying it. Okay, let's continue. בת ישראל שבאה להדליק מכהנת. This is interesting. בת ישראל, who comes to light um, her candles from a kohenet. Now, I, I think a lot, of this, a lot of these things we saw on Trumbot, as you'll see, but if not, it's good chazara. So in other words, what kind of, she could tovelet ha-ptila, she can immerse her ptila in shemen sreifa madleket. So to explain once again, shemen sreifa is Trumbot that became Tmea. The only person who's allowed to get hana'a directly from this, let's say on their own, is really a kohen, because it's a kohen. Just like a kohen's only allowed to eat Trumbot, so to when it comes to Shem and Sreifa. However, what we'll see is there are contexts where an Israel can actually gain benefit from it. What are these contexts? One is this case, where a woman can be tovela, this Bat Israel can get her weak, immersed in the Shem and Sreifa, to light her lamp um, from the Kohenet. Now, why is that? The, um, the, the Korbanator says, either because at the, when the first little bit of oil, oil is burning, the Kohenet is present, so she's getting benefit, or what's called what's called Hanat Kiloi. The Hanat she's getting is something that's being uh, like burnt up and destroyed, and therefore the, it would, therefore it's only Asu Tazarim Midrabanan. Okay, and therefore they weren't Machmir. Or Bidavar Mu'at. However, Reb Chaim says the actual real reason why it's okay is because the continuation. In other words, why were the, why was it Chachamim uh, Meikil? Um, there were Meikil in a particular time where it was very dangerous to go out at night time. And you had to go with torches and lamps because there was a uh, problems with wolves and things like that. And once it, there were matter, but there was never a baiting that came back and said it's also to do so. So therefore, once the heter has been implemented and no one ever turned it back, so everyone, this practice can continue, even if there was no present danger of these evim. And just as we see that sometimes, sometimes, sometimes something can be instituted and the heter remains in place unless the baiting changes it. We see something, and that's a heter. Here we see something we've also seen in the past regarding Shmita, where it was actually lechumra. So what's that case is referring to Taman? That's referring to, Rebbe explains it, referred to Mesech Tashvis. If you remember, when Mesech Tashvis, he said that someone's not allowed to plow the field, and if they do, there's a knas, there's a gzer on it. I'll just show you here. Um, it says, then he cannot, what's, what's, it's, the knas is Lot Israel and Okay? And it says, Knasu, Knas, it's a Knas that they said that if someone plows a field in Shmita, you're not allowed to plant anything in your field, Motzei Shvit. Even nowadays, she shot Sakana, at a time of Sakana, Shamachot Oneset, that there's like the, the, the government there or the, the rulership there is, has this harsh Gerod and they force us to do some sort of work and provide wheat to the government or something like that. Ukfara Tira and they, they permitted the Harish Rishona. However, if someone is Choreshteipamim, then Kansinanli. I'm not sure if you remember this, but we discussed this for sure. That Chabrakhaim on that Sugi was of the opinion that if they went, he did, did a double plowing, there'd be a Knas. Despite the fact the person's doing because he's petrified of the consequences if he doesn't plow it and doesn't provide enough wheat. The Din was he shouldn't apply the Knas because he wasn't being, he wasn't being belligerent. He wasn't like being over on Shemitah. He was petrified. 
Another future beitin didn't batel that gzeira of a second plowing would be that the knas would apply and one uh, uh, one would not be able to plow sorry plant in that field. So therefore, just as you see there, atakana, despite the fact the consequences alachumra when the situation has changed and we might need it to change, nonetheless, beitin atakana, no one reverted it; it stays in place. So too in our case, when it comes to the but the Yibat Yisrael using some of the Shem and Sreifa, it was the Heter was implemented at a time it was necessary. And despite the fact circumstances changed, the Heter is in place on this because no other Beit Din retracted it. Okay. Now we look at other situations one can use Shem and Sreifa even, even if they're in Israel. So Bekoroshel Konshea Over Oved Etzel Israel. Let's say someone is using a Bakar, some cattle of a Kohen. So, and Kohen's cattle, that trauma. And it's, it's doing a Voda. Um, by an Israel. Or an Israel's weaving some garment of a Kohen. That Israel can burn Shemens Reifa. Why? Because since the activity is doing this Lutzorcha Kohen, he's allowed to get Anna'a from that Shemens Reifa. Even what's interesting here, it sounds like from the Pshat of the Gemara that there's no Kohen present. Okay? Next, Israel of Kohen should shoot up in Bechanot. What if there's an Israel and Kohen that are Business partners. You can fill up the lamp with Shemitz Reifa and use it to fuel the fire. And to go upstairs to the attic. Despite the fact he's going on his own. But that's only as long as he's doing something for the needs of the coin, for the business, if you like. If it's, if it's, if, if it's for his own personal needs, then forget it. You cannot do that. Because again, it has to be some sort of hana for the coin. Next, what if a coin comes to an Israel's house to do some sort of cheshbon or calculations? And they light some shemen Even if the coin leaves, we say, In other words, we don't say, oh, now the coin's left, you have to put out the fire. No. Once a lamp is lit, it can keep burning despite the fact the coin's gone. Because it was once it was it was lit with a heter of the coin being present, so it continued to burn, sir. Now, continue. Rav Hanania ben Achbari. Have a Azil or Mevet Avidate Gabe Rav Chiat Siporia. Now, Rav Chiat Siporia was a coin. And he had a worker that was in Israel. So, me Azil Mezale, when Rav Hanania was leaving, what would happen? Havi Maali Butsina Shem and Sreifa. Rav Chiat was a coin, would fill his land with Shem and Sreifa. The question was, But we just learned, even if in case of the business partnership, you can, the Israel can burn Shemin Streifer for the Tzorach Kohen, but he can't do it for Tzorach And so therefore, why is Ruchia filling up the lamp of this individual to walk home with Shemin Streifer? It seems to be Tzorach So Amri no, the law have avid ken, law have In other words, no, it's in my interest that he has a good lighting to go home because otherwise he won't come and work for me. So the Islets, even though it appears to be in the if in, in, a, in, in that instance, it might look like it's only Tzorach Israel, but it's also Tzorach Lakoin, because that's the only way he's going to get this worker to come work for him. Sabri Maimon, the Havimina was, Mata Beite, once this Israel gets, goes home, what should happen? Matvile should put it out. So, meaning, you've got it wrong. Meaning, the, I need my worker to be at his best performance the next day. The fact that he's going to be able to still use my light means he's going to be able to go to bed at a normal time and, and, and comfortably and wake up at the right time. So therefore, all that, you might think it's so remote. No, all that is still the Tzorach Kohen because that worker, I want to get home, I want to be able to get to sleep, come back the next day and work with full strength. That's all considered still Tzorach Kohen. Okay, that's how far we take the head of Shem and Tzorach Kohen. 
Okay. So have a good day, everyone.